cliffcentral.com Welcome to Be Lighted with Ramin Romeo. Hello, Romeo. Ah, my darling, good morning. How are you? I am fresh. Welcome to the new time slot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just had to say that so that it sticks on the podcast so they know that we like at nine o'clock. You know what's funny? I actually find that our video is funny watching it. <laughs> No, I was, I was just looking at you saying, oh my gosh, Romeo, mm, Romeo, Romeo. I'm that guy. I need to, I need to bring things into order. <laughs> I, uh-uh, uh-uh, we were going there. Uh, uh, by the way, my, my seat is actually still warm since Gareth was sitting in it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't have to warm it up. My chair is like nice and warm now. I, I actually have to say, you know what? Big ups to the boss lady, Rina, you know, for, for believing in us, number one. So I just want to say thank you. And uh, they must cut this little clip and just send it to her. <laughs> yeah, just this part. Just me. this part. Just, yeah, just like, Rina, Rina's you, boss. you are cool, awesome, and wonderful. And thank you so much for really giving us an opportunity. And you know, you kind of like material, but materially rising the show into new heights. Wow. Okay, English. you could have just said levels, <laughs> but hey, it's fine. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, you know, me, I'm not English like that. Yeah. But you know, um, Romeo, in our first, first show, mm. in our new time slot, I mean, we wake up to the news that, you know, over the weekend, mum, um, mum Tandit Lassen passed yeah. away. Yes. And, uh, I don't know if people really know who Tandit Lassen is because, you know, she was a lady from Kofifi. Mm. You know, she was yeah. born in Sophia town and she, she she died being 86 years old you know she started singing more than 50 years ago yeah. that's how big and how long her career spanned yeah. and i thought it would just be right um for us to just like you know pay, tribute, pay yeah. a bit of tribute and tell people about her a bit mm. um i know a couple of things okay you know i, I studied music and obviously have do having to do a whole lot of a lot of um uh, assignments, a lot of history yeah. in music, history of music, which mm. they, they, I mean, they just say, okay, write something amazing. And one of the things that I remember I did was, oh, I, I did a, uh, I did an article, um, a project talk, talking about the icons of, so- of, of Sophia Town. Is that actually still uh, available? Because uh, I think you're going to have I to I don't share. know, but I remember. You need I, to find it. But can I tell you, I remember I got 96%. What? <laughs> That's how good it was. Okay. I think the, I think that one and the one about Bobby McFerrin. Right. Those were the, like my highest, my highest scores. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, um, Tandy Larson was born in 19, uh, not in 19, she was, she was born in Sophia Town. Right. Like, like, I think it was in the late 30s. Yeah. It should be yeah. late 20s. Like tw- no, no. Late I think tw- like 1931. Early. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nineteen thirty-one. Yeah, nineteen thirty-one. Don't put some maths, yeah. maths, uh, maths yeah. uh, knowledge to the test, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I know maths. It was never my my, my <laughs> fault. Yeah. But you know, one of the biggest songs was Sophia Town. You know, mm. and um, I remember when she when she was uh, in high school. Well, I could when she, uh, when she was in primary school, she was discovered by um, uh, she was inspired by the jazz maniacs. They uh, they used to be called like you know we used to have band and everybody played live yeah so what they used to do back in the day and i don't know how far back in there because i remember we used to do that you know you'll take a band and you'll go Mm. perform at a school for free just Mm. so that people can know that you're a singer you're a performer you've got a band and they did that at her school and that's when she got hooked Mm. she got hooked on that and she was like Mm. i need to sing and obviously you know when you ask a singer a performer when did you start performing where did you start performing they all say i started in sunday school i started in church and she was they were part of the choral and all of that and she was as well she was all of that she she joined the choir she did everything you can think of and um and then after that um you know during so i mean so 
what I loved about Sophia Town was the love. Mm-hmm. You know, people always remember like they had tutsis and stuff like that. But what I like about Sophia Town was the romance. I, I, what I liked about Sophia Town was the fashion. The fashion as well. Yeah. I mean, the fashion, the the dancing. Mm. You know, mm. right now, which is why we've got musicals like Sophia Town. We've got mm. a couple of musicals which dwell on mm. Sophia Town. But we have to address the issue of h- how much does the millennia know? Um, because we were fortunate enough, I think our generation, we were fortunate enough to kind of like have a good, nice switch and crossover of, you know, the evolution of South African music uh, up to where it is today. Yeah. But then, I mean, if you asked a millennia, uh, you know, who Tandy Klassen is, do you think they'll know? But then you see, that that's another thing. I think we just need to, to go back mm-hmm. um, uh, and 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 revisit our history because if we don't do it ourselves, nobody's mm. going to do it. Also, it's our responsibility. I mean, um, like for instance, Putzilo loves music, but I don't remember if I, I, I don't think we've had a, a Tandit Lassen Sophia town conversation with Putzilo. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. But also, I think it's entirely up to us as the people who are in the know to share that. Mm. Because the funny thing is that even now, in 2017, we've got musicals that are based on Sophia Town. Mm. And I was just thinking, 30 years from now, if we're to decide to do a musical, okay, I think Quieto would be one of the biggest um, no genres doubt. that will sell yeah. in yeah. terms of musicals, movies, and all of that. Mm. But then when it comes to dance, I was like, can you imagine now having a musical and the, you have people where they, we're going to have a twerk session? Mm. Because at that time, people <laughs> were twerking. Yeah. Okay, but then back to the, back to the, back to the tribute, you know, I, then, um, Tandit I went on, she used to perform with Mamira Mageba, yep. Dolera Tebe, mm. you know, Sophie Mkina, mm. and uh, Dorothy Masuka. Right. And they were actually all part of, of King Kong, the musical, mm. the one that was went written overseas. by Todd, yeah, by yeah. Todd Machikiza. And mm. they all went overseas mm. promoting, promoting the musical. And what worked with that musical, it was, it was during, it was during apartheid, you mm. know, and this was people who came up with a unique idea from South Africa mm. and I mean, in, in, in Zulu, performing in Zulu, in English, in Afrikaans, in Sotital, and all of that. And, and it was a very, very big, I think it's one of the biggest musicals that mm. South Africa has had to date. Okay. You know, uh, and, uh, King Kong. And, and the funny thing is that, um, uh, Mama Tanditlas and I was listening this morning, uh, Dorothy Masuk was saying, you know, she was such a straight talker. Mm. She was, so, she was so on point. She was, mm. she didn't, she didn't deal with she rubbish. Didn't she didn't words, mince yeah. her words. Mm. And they've known her to be like that. And mm. she has inspired a lot of musicians that came behind her, you know, because we always think, we are in this generation, so that older generations they they all belong together. But no, mm. we have the generation of Tandi uh, Tandi Klassen with Mamera Makeba with Dorothy Masuka. Then it goes down to, then it goes down to uh, Letambulu. It go uh, Letambuli. Then it goes to Yuma Sekela, mm. Kefa Semenya. Those were like they, they were like a, a couple of years apart. All right. So my my suggestion is that maybe um, firstly, welcome to our listeners. On the new show, uh, time slot rather, <laughs> and then I think uh, it's it's befitting that perhaps you are listening and uh, you have something wonderful, perhaps a personal experience uh, with Mum uh, Tandy Klassen. You can actually uh, send us your uh, the the details on zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. That's our WhatsApp uh, number zero seven nine. 
0567482090. And we'd like to hear your story. Maybe you met her in person and you know she you know she was always full of life and chances are when you you've been touched by her you will never forget. You know, speaking of personal experiences, I think one of the stories that I enjoyed when when I was on Kai with Maralo. Um, she was talking about her experience with, with, with Tandy Klassen. Mm. And they've got actually a video that I also saw yesterday. They were on Felicia show. Okay. Felicia was just like snapping away like a white woman, not getting in the rhythm, but hey, it looked good. Yeah. It looked really, really good. Mm. And, and they were just singing there. And it is amazing the stories that Mara speaks about, uh, Mama Tandy yeah. and how, how, how lively, how jovial, how jubilant she was. Because I remember when she was, she was in her late teens, she was bent with acid on her face. I mean, she was a pretty girl. She was this beautiful diva singing, um, performing all over. And she was one of those people who did big bands as well. And, and then, then that unfortunate incident took place. And I remember there's one thing that, um, one thing that she said, and she said, you can bend my face with acid. But you will never take away my voice. But what I like as well is is how many references has been uh, given about her character yeah. and personality more than her looks or, you know. So it, it, it's another thing to say, perhaps you are listening. And I always like to ask the question, when your name comes up in a conversation, what do people talk about? Yeah, it should be interesting. Mm. It should be interesting. And, and, you know, another thing that... I think we're losing touch with in the South African music industry is that we don't, we don't inflate our musicians as we're supposed to. We don't make them as big as they are. You know, I mean, Tant Lesson has performed everywhere, yeah. all over the world, you know, Germany, um, the US, I mean, all over Europe, you, you name it. She's been there. And now we see people like Petit Labelle and Roberta Fleck on TV, like, Oh, I think I like Petit Labelle. Mm. And then you actually realize that no, in fact, Tandy Klassen has sung with Petit Labelle and and Roberta Fleck. They were actually her kitten raisers. But do you find that uh, the world tells our stories better than we do? And they are documented. I mean, if you go to a lot of your international universities, you find that our work has been documented. But is the same, would we say the same about South Africa documenting its own stories? I think that is another challenge that we have. Mm. And I think we, we do have a couple of archives, but then those are the archives that need to be released. Those are some of the things that need to be taught at school. Do you have like, for like instance, a... the history of music that I'm telling you about. That mm. was research that I had to do myself. But... I had to piece it together, ask people, go, go all over the place, mm. ask other musicians, you know, older musicians. Because I remember when I was in FUBA, I mean, you would, you would walk into a whole lot of icons and then you'll be able to say, please just tell me a bit about you about that. And I mean, I remember like when, when I was finding out about divas of, 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 of Sophia Town, I was shocked. Like for instance, songs like, like, like Tula, Tula Sana, Tula Mdona, Tula Sana. It was sung by Eva Madison, you know? And, and songs like, 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 Middle lens, that was Nancy Jacobs. And, but remember, remember Sophia Town, it was like that corner where black and whites used to get mm. together undercover, yeah. under carpet, you know? Mm. And then they used to have all these, all these, um, parties and a whole lot of music was written. And we've got lots of lost music. Mm. I want to ask you, lying there. I want to ask you, do you think we have a one stop shop website? That talks about the history of South African music. I mean, obviously, no, there's we don't. bits and pieces. No, we don't. So perhaps here's a project that we should get funding from, hint, hint, from uh, the Department of Arts and Culture. 
Yeah, that that would actually be interesting because but, we have but to document. I know that no, we don't have. We, we have don't to have. document. I know the that. Of, I know for a fact that um, uh, the proudly South African website they've they've tried to document sure. some of the mm. some of the musicians. You know, mm. a, a bit of profiling, but you don't you don't have. All of it. You don't. Mm. You don't have all of that. Right. You know. But 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 her music has. I mean, there's this beautiful song. I mean, the the her biggest hit. You know, when when you say Brenda Fass, you think Weekend Special, mm. and when you say um, uh, when you say Judith, you think A Cry a Smile. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter how many yeah. albums. No, no. no. When Judith. you say Judith, you have to say Memo ah. No, no. It's it's always a cry. For okay. Us fine. Boys. Okay. For okay. Us for you. Boys, Memo okay. Fine. Tuhari. We'll talk about that later right. when we start to when we talk. Don't to get Judith. me started. But now with. <laughs> With Dorothy, no, sir, with Mam Tandit Lassen, when we say Tandit Lassen, mm. we talk about a song called Sophia Town. Right. And what I liked about that song, the, the, the chorus, it says, uh, it says, I had no chance to say bye to romance. I had no time to leave it all behind. And, and it was a said, place. Uh, I can't say, uh, I, I had a chance to quoting. say bye to Romeo. Uh, Aman, Romeo like focus, like, Romeo focus. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you something important. <laughs> uh, romance, you're talking about romance. Yeah. yeah, I had no chance to say bye to romance. I Romeo. had no time to leave it all behind. It was a place I knew where my dreams came true mm. until they broke it down. Sophia Town. Do you know that Rami can sing? It'd be nice to hear you sing it. No, leave me alone. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and that song, when, when you listen to her, you can hear that she is crying, she's mourning. For this place, and which is why I said I like what I, I remember most about Sophia Town. Well, it's not like I was there, but what I liked most making doing research about Sophia Town was the was the dan- was the dancing, was the romance, was the, the relationships, the fashion, mm. the get-togethers. Mm. The, the there were no standards, there were no levels. You are A class, B class, C class. Was it was same. everyone was the same. You know, you bring out your KC and then you sit out there, and then the dancing starts and everything, and then you actually get even these singers. I will, they, they they would sing mm. like. Just there, mm. out in the open, it mm. was just part of it. It was just like a whole lot of. It's a, it was, so Fayetteon was just a musical in itself, and I think it would have been interesting to have been um, part of that era because when you read about it, it's so electrifying, and it is people like Mam Tanditlasen that has made that happen, that made that thing happen, and for that we salute her and we honor her yeah. and we thank her for her contribution to the South African music, mm. and we know when they were out there, when they couldn't be led back into the country. Mm. Were those ones who just went out there and put South Africa on the map, mm. and you can never let something like that, a legend like that, mm. just say she died and that's it. And also, but one thing I learned about her life as well is her tenacity to live beyond her limits. And also, you know, I, you know, they bend you with acid. You can imagine if now they bend you with acid, H-B. chances are you think I might as well die right now. But she lived for so long. And it's like after the acid banning, she was more confident. Yeah. And number two, uh, as I say, she was referenced by her character and the yeah. beauty of her personality and how she embraced everyone. Yeah. So for me is what can you learn from such a story? Yeah. And they say that you can't be a, a Kofifi icon and not have an Okapi. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that she had like that little knife, like quick, quick. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, I mean, obviously she's most famous for being the only one, one of the only ladies who mm. stuck to Totital. I mean, she spoke it all the way till the end. Consistent. Consistently. Yeah. And what I liked about what Mam Dorothy Masuku said uh, this morning in another interview, she was saying, legends like that, mm. they never die. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter what happens. They might die in body, but they never die. They're always around us. They're always around us. And for that, we are forever grateful. And on that note, uh-huh. if you just tuned in, we just had a treat to Mam Tandi Klassen. And we are joined in studio by another legend. Living legend. <laughs> living legend. Mm-hmm. Too awesome to mention. Yeah, well, living <laughs> a living testimony agent, a yeah. legend. Uh, we have in studio Miss Judith. Yeah. Judith Puma. Are you giving her a drum roll? I thought <laughs> things that sh- things that should be left in 2016. Ah, never. This the one drum goes. roll. This one goes. The drum roll is a lifetime. Judith. Yeah. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Hello, yeah. sexy lady. Good morning to everybody and good morning to all the Thanks listeners. Thanks for, for wearing the colors of the show, like oh, of the, of the, of the station, show. yeah, so yeah, much. that's so like. Awesome. Yes, I am in the spirit of. <laughs> yeah, I can see, I can see. Yeah. So, how are you, lady? I'm wonderful. Happy, Happy New Year! Thank I you love, so I love much. How chilled, you know, you're so uh, chilled. She's a veteran of radio interviews as well. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> how many do you th- would you estimate the number of radio interviews you've done in your lifetime? As an artist Yo, I don't even know <laughs> That's your homework to find out <laughs> I don't know if she will remember that all I, all I know is that I've had the most amazing Great interviews of my life yeah. Interviews that have actually made me grow That have made me really happy About just being who I am hmm. So it's been great yeah. It's wonderful You must document your life You see, it, it, it's simple things like that Where you say, in my lifetime it's in a, you know, it, it, would, it, it would be some achievement to say In my life I've actually done 2,500 interviews Yes. Is it? It would. But I think it you've would. done more than that. No, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. imagine yeah, if you no, can equate my, it to I, a I number. I'll give an example, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what no, you mean. It's, it's, it's been really great interviews. And uh, I must say, you know what, I've always done really great interviews, interviewed by the best in our country and in the world, internationally and locally. So it's it's it's, it's a great journey that I'm, I love talking. That's another thing. Yes, you do. And before you take away the show, I think <laughs> we must just get straight to, uh, to, to, to some of the questions. Um, I almost said Mulalo. Okay, Judith's other name is Mulalo. We call her Mulalo Kohai. Kilalo. Mm. And her, mu- her recording label is called Lalomba Music. Yes. That's so, where it comes from. Yeah, that's for where, peace. yeah. It's Venda yeah, it's, ven- it's a vendor name for peace. Yes. Um, so, Judith, talk, when Romeo talks about interviews, he reminds me of one particular interview. Okay, I mustn't get emotional. 2001. Mm. <laughs> 2001. Mm. Yeah. A Cry, A Smiley Dance mm. was released. Okay. And I think it was one of the first interviews you had. It was on Metro on a Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then what they do, they start play, they play the song first. Mm. Okay, and then I'm driving by myself, and I'm thinking, this sounds like Aban. Is it? Can't be. It is. One of those can't be moments. Yeah, I remember where I was. I was driving out. Um, I was coming from Pretoria town, yeah. going to Sunnyside. Yeah, in Pretoria, mm-hmm. and when you hit, um, Kanaking. The one that goes out, Skuman. Yeah, sorry, Skuman. Yeah, yeah. And then I was going to join. Um, through going through Acadia, going into into Sunnyside, and only then after the song they said, and that was Judith Supum <laughs> with her debut album, yeah. A Cry, A Smile, and a Dance, and mm. that's her title track. Wow! Listen, I lost my mind. <laughs> I could not believe it yeah. because yeah. we know that you. Okay, I know that you started singing when you were like. 
literally four, five. And you started having your band when? When you were 13? Yeah, no, 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 a little bit later. A little bit, a bit, later, a bit later. later. Yeah, it was when I was oh, in high school. To university. Yes. Yeah. And you had a garage band, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. So let's start there. Tell us about the garage band because I know that's how it all started. That's where it started, but I don't know if everyone else knows that. Yeah, you know, the, the garage band story was more like, um, you know, when you're growing up and then you have this guy who, who's heard about this young girl who can sing and then they come to you, Barry, we have a band, we're looking for a singer. So I was so shy that I couldn't even, you know, I didn't want to look at people or people look, if people looked at me, I thought, oh my God, they're going to do something to me. So I was very shy. So I approached two ladies who were twins. Actually, I was approached by the twins. Who came to me and they said, listen, let's go join the band. And I went, we joined the band and they were so energetic. Those girls were absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Sarah Le Martina, they were wonderful. And we performed in that garage band for about maybe a year, but the guy robbed us. So now I left because I think he gave me three rands instead of giving me a little bit more than that. And I found out about it. Mm. But those were the moments where on, you know what, every Brenda Fasti song, I sang and I led, and they knew whenever Judith was going to sing a Brenda Fassi song, nobody can actually sing it. So let her sing Brenda. Mm. To a point that they called me uh, Brenda Fassi. Yeah. You know, and those were the moments where on, you know, when you don't know, you start thinking, okay, you know what, Brenda Fassi is so good. So I'm Brenda Fassi. You that know, makes it, that, that makes it good. Yeah. yeah. So Brenda Fass, we loved her and most of the artists won't even say this, but Brenda is the reason why most of us are singing. Yes. Because we all wanted to sing like Brenda. We yeah. all wanted to be, we were all little Brenda Fasses at some point. <laughs> so the garage story and, um, went on for a, about a year and then it ended. And when it ended, I think at that point, I was, I think, you know, 13 years old, like, yeah. you know, I was about 13. And then at a later stage, I stopped, I did my studies. And then I met Brenda then again, mm. you know, about shortly after that. Yes. And I remember you performed with Brenda. And you were the first person that I saw in front, you <laughs> ran right in front of the 12,000 people. And I just had Lalo in the <laughs> audience. No, my voice Lalo. was gone after I screamed yeah. your name no, you throughout the whole song. so yeah. I did, I much. forgot Brenda was on stage. I yeah. got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, when I saw Rami, I got so much energy because I thought, okay, my sister is here. Rami is, you know, where my, my, my mom's are sisters. So yeah. she's my sister. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, my sister's in the audience. So I sang even better than I would have sung if she wasn't there. So she was your beacon in essence. She was, you know, <laughs> and I got so excited. Then I looked for her afterwards. I couldn't see her. Yeah. yeah. You know, but then Brenda Fussy for me, um, you know, you know, I realized my, my growing up musically, mm came actually when I met um, Slalo Slota before I went to varsity. That is after the days of, of the garage, um, you know, life, which was really when I, we, 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 we traveled, you know, touring. I did a tour with that garage band, <laughs> a tour where we went to little, you know, like t- we drove for like an hour away from home. I mean, I was touring. Yeah, we were the tour yeah. band. It you, was you happening. were going to like Ramaja, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> zone three, zone, zone three. two. Yeah. It was a serious was tour. tour. <laughs> so we talk about tour nowadays. Musicians talk about tours. They talk about going to Durban and Cape Town. Uh, yeah. dude, no, let me tell local. you, you gotta do. The entire Limpopo knew who I was. But let's talk about the distinction between yeah. how much preparation you do now. Yeah. You know, looking back, looking how much back. preparation you do right now for a tour yeah. versus 
how much logistics you had to put together back, back then. then in the garage. Oh, back then there were no logistics. <laughs> yeah. You just had to arrive. Let's cup tea. <laughs> You didn't have SNTs. Come with scarfteen. You can wear whatever you want. Yeah. Go and sing. And this man was hard. I had to sing that song. You know, the special song that everybody wants. All of them, I knew word for word. Even where Brenda breathed, I knew. You know, but it came to a point, you know, where on um, I meet this guy, this gentleman, Slalo Sluta, who was very hard on himself, and he still is hard on himself, mm. wrote me the most beautiful songs that actually, you know, put me at a place where I am now. Mm. A Christ when I dance is one of them. And this guy said to me, changed my mindset about how I looked at myself as a Brenda mm. girl. Mm. He said to me, you know, there can only be one Brenda. Yeah. Mm. You can actually look at her as your inspiration, right. but don't be, be her. Don't be her. Be Judith. Mm. He said to me, nowadays when they call you Brenda, say no. Tell them your name is Judith. Even at Varsity, when we got to Varsity, he said to me, you know, he fought for me to have a name in front. He fought for me to have um, a sea-based collective featuring Judith Sipuma. I was never a part of. Mm. I was always Judith Sipuma because, and I never understood that until when the name was built and when the name became a brand and a very strong brand Mm. today. So, Preparations to a tour goes, uh, it's serious. A tour, let me tell you, um, I mean, I've been traveling a lot um, um, and seeing, working with international artists and local artists and putting in the comparison to say, how do they put a tour? How do we put a tour? We play a little bit, but they, they, they work, you know, but putting together a tour means you need to firstly have people that are going to make sure that that tour happens. Mm. A tour is not just you and your band. It's you. It's the band. It's your manager. It's your the publicist. It's team. a road manager. It's a pro- it must be a proper full on production, meaning you have to rehearse the entire mm. production from not just a, a, a week before the show. Mm. It takes a month. It takes two months mm. to prepare. And it also means, you know, financially as well, you have to put in a whole for people. We have never done a show whereon people came to us and said, why did you not? Mm. The only thing they say is, why did you not do three nights? Yeah. (laughs) You know, so. But one thing that I have always known and appreciated about you as an artist is how much you appreciate and you always give credit where it's due. Yeah. And I've noticed that throughout your career. And. You know, say there's a there's an upcoming artist, or you know, you talk about the young artist today. Yeah. How important is it to really, really acknowledge people? And you know, uh, you are I, I call you you are fan centric. You know, you you that's you, English. Yeah, yeah. So so that's I'm like, do we need do yeah. we need really? a dictionary? Yeah, no, no, I'll break it down. Hold <laughs> okay. on. So, fan centric is sometimes you in your shows you actually stop the music and you actually sing together with the crowd. Okay, yeah, that's being fan centric. Oh, yeah, that's being fan centric. Yeah. And I know how much it's like. I know Komoto more. Yeah. Uh, since he actually started working with you. And Komoto is usually the background guy, yes, but because of you, team, he's yes. now in yeah, the upfront. Yeah. So essentially, how would you help a new artist yeah. to f- define their own belighted moment yeah. about the importance of acknowledgement? It's important for people to know, Hore, on my own, I cannot do what I do. Mm. When they see me standing on the stage looking the way I do, let me tell you, my team is crazy because... 
They will even tell me, you know what, I'll go. They will say, this is my manager. And she'll say, I'll go. She'll even say, see, 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 see. Yeah, you know, in Zulu. You, you will not wear that. And then Homozo will say, you know, he scrutinizes and scans all my interviews. You know, he will say, yes, this we can do, this we cannot do because he's a brand, um, um, manager. Manage, yeah. yeah, he looks at the brand and he, he improves the brand holistically. So, and he's, he's, he's very special because, you know, it means someone once said to me, oh, you know what, when you work with people, you have to work with people who actually love you. Uh-huh. A lot and they have to yeah. love the before yeah. they love the craft. Yeah. They must love you as a person. Yeah. And when they love you, they'd be able to tell you the makeup you're putting on is not nice. Right. You know what? You're picking up a lot of weight. It's not good <laughs> for the brand. You know, yeah, because man. seriously, you know, our brand needs us to look good. Our yeah. brand needs us to actually appear good. So it's important, you know, to those up and coming artists, you know, that are starting out. Hori, you know, acknowledge the people you work with. Yeah. They yeah. will actually give you more. Than you asked for They will love you They will make you look good And they'll protect you And they'll protect you When there's a need To protect you Yeah Because we need protecting As artists True, you know? true. So Well if you just tuned in We are talking to The diva herself Miss Judith Tupuma She's joining us Here in studio On our first installment Of our 9 o'clock slot yeah. And it has been Absolutely a pleasure Since we started And Judith I want to take you back Yeah Because right now You guys are talking 2017 And we yeah. need to go back Back in the day Because now Everyone sees you as a complete package. They yeah. see you talking about, you know, the brand, the brand, the brand. But then where did the brand start? Where now coming to this? Because I remember Rumi was saying when you compare the two, the two. Um, yeah, so talking about the logistics, the logistics of putting of put, a, a, a tour together, mm. you know. Yeah. Now you said you bring us captain. I remember yeah. there was a time where you just have to carry a guitar yeah. and then slow out carry the monitor, the monitor and then yeah. you walk all the oh, way yes. down to keep it. Now, <laughs> just not only about the people, but the yeah. institutions, yeah. the places that, that, that have made you the person that you are. Because right now I know that keep is, is, has, there is no keepies. There's no, sadly. There's no sadly, sadly, sadly. sadly. But that's where a whole lot of musicians were made. Yeah. That's where a whole lot of musicians were discovered. Yeah. And and um and take us take us back on your journey with Kippies and then after that we'll then just figure out now that if we don't have a Kippies then what is it that we have that now? That we have to do. Yeah. It's so sad that such places like um historic venues like Kippies have to die out because for me it was more horror, you know what if you are a singer or a pianist, a musician, basically, you have to go and touch. Keep it, it's keep almost it, like yeah. you're going to tap into your blessing. Yeah. It was one of, because there were people, it generations before. Absolutely. You know, and then if you did not play at Kippies, listen, you have to go, go walk. Somewhere near Gibis okay? yeah. And say I walked past Gibis <laughs> You know But I had such great moments I remember Nelly Sylvester Mazignani Yeah We raised funds To go study at UCT It was me Moses Mulelaka Was actually a part of The whole fi- um, um, Raising of funds He played with us yeah. And then um, Oh what an artist He played mm. with us And then he played with We played also with Sylvester Mazignani Slalo Sluta And I think there was Another bassist as well But we raised money So we can actually just get into a bus mm. to go and uh, audition, audition. audition. Yeah. So that because we then can you were be, at Fuba. I was at Fuba yes. at the time. Yeah. So we did that. 
And we raised more than we wanted. We went to University of Cape Town. When we got to UCT, oh man, mm. everything was like, okay, this is where we want to be. And that's where in the first five years, I think I was trying to find this uh, genre of music that until today, I've actually decided to call it inspirational music. Yeah. People call it jazz, people call it Afro jazz, people call it a lot of things. But I believe that that album, A Cry Smiling and Dance, had so many inspirational songs. Loaded, you know, where people came and called me and said, listen, I was li- listening to A Cry Smiling and Dance. I was about to commit suicide. Mm. Yeah. My marriage was falling apart. Yeah. My son, this and that. And that's what I call inspirational music. And that is, you know, what I'm called to do. You've said yeah. something so profound found and uh, as a life coach I that's what I preach yeah and you are a living example testimony we we, yeah we we, yeah I'm approached by a lot of young people who are always battling to kind of like get their idea to you know to 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 get their start something whatever yeah but then the biggest complaint is always money yeah nobody wants to fund me nobody you know i spoke to so and so i was hoping that but for me is you need to start small you have you need to use what you have to build what you want and it speaks to exactly that you went and raised money to go to university we did we did and 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 and, you know to your surprise you actually raised even more even more Mm -hmm. we actually raised money to that sustained us for when we got there because we didn't know where we were going. Mm. And uh, lucky for us, we got us accepted. Yeah. And then we started immediately. Okay. Before, yeah. before Rami kills me, you are kind of like trying to uh, face out the journey. Yes. You know, because, because you know why? Because yeah. people, they never ask, ask about this. Mm. They're always like, okay, we see you're like a multi-platinum. Everybody but knows where that. where did it all start? Yeah, know? but yeah. we don't know the journey. And, and those struggles, yeah. you know, the, the moments yeah. where you nearly gave up, you yeah. know. And I, I always say, and I'm going to keep quiet, I promise. <laughs> I always say, your vision yeah. must be big enough to carry you when everybody has dropped you. Yeah. You know what? You, 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 that is so powerful. You actually also have to want it so bad that nothing is going to stand in your way. You must know that this is the only thing you have. That is important. You can do other things, but this is your priority. You know, um, now I knew or nobody's going to give me the money. Who was I at the time? It's even difficult now with the name that I carry to go and say this is, can we, you know, that's why most of our shows that we have done, we've done ourselves, yes. you know, La Lumba Music has funded everything, including our recordings, mm. you know, and it's actually the best way to do it. It is hard. It requires you to have a heart of sacrifice. You need to have a heart that is willing to sacrifice yeah. finances, you know, um, a lot of people, they think it's easy. It's not going to get tough. They want it smooth. Let me tell you, if you want it smooth, look at the road you walk daily. It's not a straight road. If you're running, you're going to get through hills Mm. where you want to give up. But then you look at the end, you're like, no, I want to get there Mm -hmm. because you know what the goal, you know where you're going, where you're going is bigger than, you know, so where you are. So you, that's how I, I, I've always been a fighter and a believer in doing, going to places where people think I cannot go. Meeting people that people think I cannot meet. Even I never thought I could meet people that I have met. 
I mean, I've done such great things. And that is just the beginning. Yep. It's so, so small things. There's mm. really even greater things to come. And that's how we should all be thinking. Nobody's going to give it to you. Go mm. work for it. Mm. I say wisdom always starts the moment you realize that nobody's coming to save you. That's it. You know, okay, going back again, please. Yeah. Can you go back, guys? <laughs> yes, why? Okay. I don't know Ramsa, why you keep jumping to Ramsa, this is what This is what I want to do. Yeah. I actually love the way you guys click. It's a pity our, our listeners won't see it. And I, I feel like I need to give you time to actually go back <laughs> and I'm going to keep quiet and just stop there. Yes. This is so beautiful. <laughs> okay. Now going back. Yeah. Okay. Because now, okay. So I think, I think more, more than anything, I, I want, I want people to understand the struggle that goes behind yeah. the, mm. the end result that they see. Yeah. Another thing that people don't know about Judith is that you actually went for I don't know how many years and sang on a ship, on a oh, big boat, and you months. lived there. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, for two months. Two eh? months yeah. You lived there for two Hard. months. Most. And you, you were seasick and everything, but you still everything. gave the show. I oh, know. I had children. Yeah. <laughs> I had children. I had bills to pay, and I had a career to carry. So. Oh my God, Rabia. Yeah. Now, you know those 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 are the moments I always say. You know, when I have my interviews, that my moments, what people think was hard, what was such a stepping stone for me. It was such a a, a wonderful moment. I see it now. Then it wasn't. But now I believe I had to go through that. Yeah. For me to be able to see where I am now, to able to to go through certain other challenge, that challenge that happened then teaches me to handle now. Uh, Yeah. Mm. You know, and... In two months of being on that cruise ship, I was not even singing any of my songs. I was far from releasing. I wanted to just make money. Listen, I made so much money. I bought my first car cash. My kids were going to a world of school, you know, and I was at varsity working and studying at the at same, same time. Mm-hmm. I lived in a beautiful upper cottage, you know, mm-hmm. um, and all of that was taken care of by the two months at the cruise. Yeah. They're doing jingles. I did so many jingles for television for you know, for radio. Listen, I was the girl. I yeah. was, I was that girl. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, another great moment. Yeah. And I can imagine you still going, life boy. But she didn't do this baby one. No, she didn't do this. Scholar the said drill. Scholar said drill. No, she yeah. did. She did. She, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Cadbury. What year was that? Cadbury's chocolate. Hey, Lee. We are too shy. <laughs> oh my God! What year was that one? Oh, back in the eighties, like, like a 80, long time 80, ago. Yeah. I did Omo in in Chivenda. Yo, guys, I did jingles, <laughs> and I did the old mutual. There was a beautiful, beautiful ad of old mutual with a pregnant woman. People never knew it was so beautiful. I think it was old mutual, and I did another one. I don't remember the others that I did, but there was this particular studio in Cape Town. Yeah, I was the girl for ads, so that money helped so much because it was a lot of money when it came. They don't pay you when you finish the jingle. Yeah, they pay you month end. So, so. You, so you collecting like yeah, ten yeah. jingles. So yeah. when it comes, so it's, it's a lot of money. So me, that's where humility for me. I mean, I used to pray so much for humility, Lord. If I can actually be able, you know, to handle this little money, what more? Because I knew I was gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, and I saw it. 
you know, and I was like, oh, help me be able to actually handle big monies when they come. Yeah. And you know what? It happened exactly like that. And, but it becomes a shock every time for you. Okay, they paid me about 4,000 rands for like a two-second ad. Yeah. Sometimes it went up to like 18,000 rands. It was a lot of it money. It was a lot of money. Yeah. You know, for a student, you mm. know. Yeah. So growing up and going through those journeys of the cruise ship, coming out of the cruise, studying, having to be a mom at the same time, mm-hmm. those things make you so strong and they make you define. Um, there's that line, you know, that you draw be, because I could easily have either turned into an alcoholic or being mm. a drug addict of sort because it was mm. too much it is for tough. a girl my age. You know, I was young. I was vibrant. I've, it was tricky. And vulnerable. But then um, when we talk about jingles, it's because what you were saying, oh no, what Romeo was saying yeah. is that um, people nowadays, they, they just want to wake up and they're like stars, you know? Yeah. Mm. And, and, um, we have in this conversation so that people can actually see that yeah. it is a collection of smaller nyana things yes. that come together yes. and make this big thing that all of a sudden you've exploded sure. in front of us. Yeah. But it's actually not an explosion. Yeah. It is something that I was waiting to happen. It's yes. like it's been brewing under and yes. boiling and boiling and boiling to a point where like now it can't, it can't stay hidden anymore. Hidden anymore. It has to come out, yeah. you know? So, also, like someone will be sitting at home saying, no, I'm busy doing my thing. I don't want to, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to try that. Yeah. You know, um, we've had lots of musicians that have been backup singers for, yeah. other, look at Luther. Luther was a oh, backup yeah. singer for Dion oh, Warwick sure. for years. Yes. Even when he was Luther, mm-hmm. when Dion so. Warwick had a show, Luther went and did his backing vocals oh, yeah. for Dion yeah. Warwick. Yeah. Lisa Fisher. Yeah. You know, there's so many people, yeah. you know, and... um even even here in South Africa, yes. people like Tozama, yes. people like uh, Nogukaya, yeah. you know, people yeah. like um, uh, Brendam Tambo, yeah. you know, mm. yeah. they've got their own projects. But yeah. guess what? Mm. When it comes to a particular time, mm. they they're the ones who take the back seat and they come and push you. They become your backers. But it's important yeah. to also strengthen your networks, yeah, because that when people feel that. You know, you could humble yourself as big as you are yeah. to come yeah. and actually support them. Yeah. Because that's part of how artists should support each other. Yeah. It's not only about me coming and paying a ticket to come and attend your show. Yeah. But the fact that I can't possibly pay but still beg for you. Another thing that I, I remember not when, when you talk uh, Romeo, when you talk about being humble to come and be supportive and be able to stand behind someone. When Maduba did her, Maduba Madima did her, um, DVD recording yeah, in, at the state, yeah, recently yeah. at the state theater. Yeah. You know, there were so many musicians, yes. so many musicians seated in that mm. audience. Mm. Yeah. And when she did her last song, yeah, all of them went up on, on stage. stage. Mm. Judith included. She, she bribed us. She, she <laughs> threatened us. Actually, she didn't bribe. She oh, threatened us. I, so she was like, "You she come up here." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they all she went. Said, <laughs> yeah. But they all went, which was amazing, and stood behind her. And did backing vocals for her. Mm. These are people who could have easily said, Ah, Marma Dubai, yes, I, we know you're big, but sweetie, you're not bigger than me. Mm. So <laughs> I'm not going to be standing behind you and doing this and this and that. Mm. And, and, and it shows that in the music, uh, in the music industry, the entertainment industry, or wherever, those are the things that we need. And, um, and now I think we must move to, uh, what, 2017, 2014, 15, 16, 17, <laughs> and, and, and move from, 
being part of a big recording label and having Lalomba music and yeah. doing things on your own. Like you were saying now that, you know, you've, you had to find, fund your own shows. You had to, to, um, like now you're the person paying for your own production, your own marketing team. You yeah. don't have a big yeah. label carrying you. Yeah. And somehow you still manage to do that. Yeah. But how has the transition been moving from a big mainstream recording label with all the money backing you yeah. and marketing you to becoming an entrepreneur, and to becoming your own an and everything facing an you, <laughs> and with everything facing you. When there's yeah. no stapler, we go like, "Ah, Lalopela, there's no stapler." You're like, "Why am I dealing with stapler?" You know? I'll tell you one thing. I I prepared myself. It's like with every decision you make in life, mm. unless if you are ready to make that move, don't do it. And I'm talking personal business, especially things that you know will affect you permanently, will change your life permanently. I was ready to record under La Lumba Music, my own label, because I think two years before when I was still at Sony, I started thinking about it and talking to people, a lot of good people. And um I learned a lot from being at Sony. Sony for me was... The most amazing time. Um, it was one of the most precious moments that I had ever experienced in my life as a recording artist. But me having to leave was even better mm-hmm. because now those challenges that I felt, I thought I would not be able to handle, I could handle. Mm-hmm. Unless if I was not ready, I right. would not be talking like this. Mm-hmm. I would be talking struggles. My gospel album would not be, have been selling uh, platinum. It would not have been where it is now. And that has single-handedly happened, you know, with a great team of very few people, you know. And um, 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 the thing that I said earlier on about being willing to sacrifice financially, yeah. mm-hmm. our recording, gospel recording um Cost us about eight hundred thousand rands, and when I say us, I'm talking about La Lumba team. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that I do where I say I. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's a we situation all the time. When I go on stage and I sing a wrong note, they know that we sang a wrong note. <laughs> I'm not playing with them. We are together. We are a unit. We are a family. Um, that happened. The move happened. It was a great move. Challenges were there. Challenges are still there, but the focus. Must never shift. I, I like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I could actually borrow from what you're saying, especially the saying that the smaller your circle, the more success you build. Yeah, it's better. But also, what I wanted uh, you to, I think this is my last question, uh, really about <clears throat> how did you, how do you manage, or how did you manage the success vacuum? Mm. And what I mean by that is sometimes all of us are thinking that money would really, once I have money, I'm going to do this and this. Yeah. Uh-huh. What it's you don't easy. prepare for. Is the fact that now, once you've paid for that, yeah. and the money came and the success came, well, like you it. are not ready for the new life after the money. Yeah. How did you manage that? Because you spoke a lot about how you made so much money. Yeah. And then you've paid for that. You've bought the car. You've, chances are you've driven your dream car. You've stayed in your dream house. You've done it all. Now, yeah. what, what's next? Oh, my goodness. You know what? It's, a, it's not an easy thing to do. Mm. But like I say, when you have the focus... When you know, Horo, this is the only thing you have, you have no choice but to make the most of it. Yeah. You have no choice but to do research. 
you have no choice but to associate yourself with greatness. Mm. Because it's only unless if you associate with yourself with greatness that you will do great things. Mm. So I became that person. Mm. And I'm so hungry for even more of it. You know, if you're not going to speak value or add value into my life, I'm not interested. Yeah. And I don't want people who are going to come and say, yo, Gunzim. I want to learn that is nothing that says Gunzim. It's hard work. Yeah. You have to be a hard worker. You have to be business minded, absolutely business minded. You have to know when to say yes to uh, paying for that ad and when to say no for paying for that ad. Mm. You know, when to say yes to this interview and no to that interview. Right. You know, remember, as much as we are running an empire, I call it an empire, it's an empire. My children are going to live off it. Mm. You know, um, I need to be careful of how I structure it. Right now, we are working on our... It's such a bad habit for me to say our... Yeah, no, it's a good habit. I'm loving it. A good good, good bad habit. habit. (laughs) You know, we're working on our um, second gospel album. And we are working on two more other projects. And they have to happen. I have a team where when I say, guys, this is what we are doing this year. What do you think? They will say, yes, no, we're thinking, yes, but let's structure it in this way. I mean, we sit down, we talk about this. You know, including our distribution uh, company, we sit down with Electromod. We say, can we do this? Can we get an ideas from iTunes? How can we? Right. That's yeah. how you actually remain successful. And that's how you actually remain relevant and current. Mm. I'm actually looking for a collaboration with... Um, with um, one of the DJs, one of the whoever's listening there, which, which DJ? I'll, I'll search out quickly. Do you have a DJ in mind? I want two. Which one? Okay. Which, which ones? One of them is Euphonic. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's done. No, done. we've already done. spoken. Yeah, Euphonic actually, yeah. he 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 owes me uh, a collab. Yes, <laughs> right. because he said he he came to me, mm. and he said, "Do you do?" Would you? I said, yes, yeah. I can. I do do. Yeah. So we have yeah. to do. You have to do. So I get euphonic and then, um, another one. Okay. Then I'm going, this other one I can't tell you because they've already approached me. It's a surprise. Mm. Okay. We can't wait for the surprise. It's coming. It's going to be really good. Yeah, please, Guys, we are talking forget. to Judith. Yes. We are talking to Judith. Let's yes. not forget yes. empowerment. Emp- so part of La Lomba yes. is empowerment. I mean, if, you know, through La Lomba, you can launch a, a relatively unknown DJ and they actually become big. Now, That's legacy. It is legacy. But now I'm careful about that. Mm. I will never, ever take on something that I will not make great. There we go. Yeah. If somebody, if someone comes to me and says, Judith, I'm going to record you. I know what it did to me back then. Right. It gave me hope. Mm. I saw myself in a big house. Mm. I saw myself, my life was just different. So that's what you're saying when you're saying to somebody, I'm going to record you. This is their gift. This is their life. Mm. So unless if I'm go, I know I'm going to put in more money and make you great. Yeah. I'm not going to try. No, sure. Fair enough. Okay. And now I need to ask because we're going to run out of time soon. Yeah. Um, it's been great though. <laughs> wow, it's been I guess wonderful. you're having fun. Yeah. Um, Mulalo. What, uh, being a girl who comes from Limpopo with all the challenges and the stepping stones that you've discussed, that yeah. you've, you've told us about. Yeah. What are your dreams for other little girls who are, who 
completely look up to you. Please, I mean, wow. we know that. That is such a fact. Yes. Everybody loves Lalo. Yeah, and me and Romeo, we can argue about which song. I always say a cry <laughs> smile. I say no, Memo no, no, Okay, no, can no, we no, talk no, about no, that? No, wait, wait. No, no, no let's talk wait. about that. No, no, there. Wait, listen to me. Listen okay, to me. Okay, what fine. I was saying Memo is that. Memo yes, okay. no, I understand that. But I'm saying, I was going to tell you why. For me, it's a cry. Because, <laughs> because I know, I know the, I know the 30 years before yes. the cr- a cry. Yeah. I think that's what for me. Yeah. Then yes, then after a cry, it would Memo be Memotswadi. I'll tell you why I get Memotswadi. Memotswadi. Now, yeah. now I, I want us to, to talk to, to Memotswadi. I'll tell you why Memotswadi. Yeah. So, okay, because I know why Memotswadi, but I will give you yes, reasons Rami. for you. To, I'll give you a chance for you to tell the <laughs> listeners why Memotwadi. Memotwadi. Let me tell you why. Guys, we don't have time. We can play the song. <laughs> Come now, we're picking you up. I am not going to do that. Oh, guys. <laughs> do you know who I am? Okay. Te- oh! <laughs> Levels. Ladies and gentlemen, Somebody please come and collect I love her. that. Okay, tell Listen, us about the Memotswadi Let me tell you why Memotswadi. It's a very simple reason. Yeah. Whenever I... Listen, when I do my shows, I do my program nicely, right? Mm-hmm. And then I observe the audience. Depending on what... We have a screamer like this one. Okay, we're on the right track. But when I do one song and I see they don't respond, I switch my program. My band is very quickly ah, and on spot. Okay. So I switch my program to accommodate my audience because they come first at that point. Yeah. I promise you, I can do... Memozwadi and do a cry one after another. They will go mad for Memozwadi. Yes. Yeah. That's why now I say Memozwadi because when that response alone shows me, you know what? You've done such yeah. a great job on this song. That is a beautiful song though. A cry is one of those, you know what? Yeah. It's a cry. It's we'll a be cry. playing it 20 well, years from now. The, yeah. 30 that's years. Exactly. 40 for me, years. 50, 50 years. Yes. Forever. Yeah. That is what I'm saying. Mm. The same way that we say Brenda Fassi weekend special, yes, and we say uh, for you when you say Judith, we say a cry. I know, you know, I there's know. a whole lot yes. of songs. Okay, yes. and now you have you uh, you've been such such a a a a ray of sunshine, such a beacon of light for a whole lot of people. I'm telling you, and for me too. Well, because well, I know I'm hard on you because I know you, but but you have been and you've just like lived your life Humbling. in such. A beautiful way that people cannot help but fall in love with you. That's humbling. And, and, and I can't wait to see you go back and do all those other big projects that you oh want to do goodness. at home. I can't wait. To, to Rami empower, and I will be the MC yeah, to your gospel. To empower. I need to, to think about that. You need to send yeah. your CVs. I don't you know just what like I mean. Suck you know? everything you know what I mean? right the, now. Like, Fine. you know what I mean? I mean, already she <laughs> said yes to the interview because she didn't have a choice. I was like, Shem, you will come. Yeah. You will come to our interview. I can't say no to this. But one. you know what? Yeah. Malalo, it has been such an absolute pleasure having you in studio, just talking to you, taking us back to some of the things that people will not. No, and because so I am the one who's boss here I between the song. three of us, mm. let's hear what song we're going to play. And with that, we will see you next week. Tune in again to our Nine beautiful to 10, oh, every 9 to 10, 10 every Monday on Cliff Central. And um, next week, we are talking to Les Rosevenia, Les the Chef. He's the one who's, oh. been, who's coming into studio to nice. talk to us next week. Right. It's going to be a major, major kickers show <laughs> so that's it from us have a beautiful beautiful day yep. and stay lighted be lighted. Right. Bye. Bye. be lighted be lighted cliffcentral.com